please join in our entrance hymn number 376, Here I Am, Lord. the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. Welcome again to Sunday Celebration of Mass. Today the Church celebrates the fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time. As we begin our Mass, we invite the young children to go to the hall where they will celebrate the Word of God on their own. The opening hymn of today's Mass places us in the presence of God and, of course, uh, invites from us a generous response to God's love. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, 
we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. family safe, O Lord, with unfailing care, that relying solely on the hope of heavenly grace, they may be defended always by your protection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. reading from the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, share your bread with the hungry and shelter the homeless poor. Clothe the man you see to be naked and turn not from your own kin. Then will your light shine like the dawn and your wound be quickly healed over. Your integrity will go before you and the glory of the Lord behind you. Cry, and the Lord will answer. Call, and he will say, I am here. If you do away with the yoke, the clenched fist, 
the wicked word. If you give your bread to the hungry and relief to the oppressed, your light will rise in the darkness and your shadows become like noon. The word of the Lord. Shine out like a light in the dark. May justice shine out like a light in the dark. The just are lights in the darkness for the upright. They are generous, merciful, and just. Good people take and land they conduct their affairs with honor may justice shine out like a light in the dark the just will never first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. When I came to you, brothers, it was not with any show of oratory or philosophy, but simply to tell you what God had guaranteed. During my stay with you, the only knowledge I claimed to have was about Jesus, and only about him as the crucified Christ. Far from relying on any power of my own, I came among you in great fear and trembling, and in my speeches and the sermons that I gave, there were none of the arguments that belonged to philosophy, only a demonstration of the power of the Spirit. And I did this so that your faith should not depend on human philosophy, but on the power of God. The word of the Lord. Anyone who 
Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. And Jesus said to his disciples, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt becomes tasteless, what can make it salty again? It's good for nothing and can only be thrown out to be trampled underfoot by men and women. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hilltop cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a tub. They put it on the lampstand where it shines for everyone in the house. In the same way, your light must shine in the sight of men and women, so that seeing your good works, they may give the praise to your Father in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. I think most people today would think that the internet is a good thing. It certainly has made life a lot easier for many people. It certainly also makes the world a lot smaller too. It gives us access to information and knowledge at our fingertips. As you know yourself, if you use it, you can book a holiday, uh, you can order anything online, you can find out anything and research anything in a short space of time. But the more that we are aware of its advantages, we're also at the same time very wary of its dangers as well. There is a growing criminality that goes with it. People can hack into information that's yours, exerts a control over people. Data can be sold on, passed on without permission that you give yourself. You might look for a piece of furniture And before you know it, you have several emails from uh, people that you don't know anything about, companies that you've never accessed. The existence of the internet itself reminds us that in these present times, we're in the midst of a revolution, a revolution as strong and as great as the industrial revolution of the past. Social communications, as you know, are are part of the internet as well. Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and so on. And as you know, and and maybe you're the same, uh, people are constantly on these things today. And they are amazing things when you think of it. An instant form of communication to stay in touch, to get a message out there. But we know that even now that there are dangers in all these things misinformation, bullying, people saying things on Facebook and places like it that should never have been said in the first place, things that would never be said to somebody's face and not, ought never have to be said in the first place. Sometimes what these things do is give you that sense of that you're anonymous or semi-anonymous, gives you the chance to vent your anger wrongly, to express opinions wrongly, in the ways that they shouldn't be. There's something, I think, uh, that is in social communications and those uh, Facebook and Snapchat and uh, Instagram and all those kind of things that's kind of changed something fundamental in the communication that exists between people. It seems to have become more coarse, more sharp, 
more critical, more judgmental. I think, in my own opinion, this has made people harsher, more critical of one another, less tolerant. It's maybe, maybe, maybe on the opposite side, made people less open, less free, less willing to let you know what they think, more closed. It has that kind of tension within it. I suppose what we might kind of wonder is, ultimately, are these things good things? Are they bad things? Maybe, I suppose, as time will go on, we'll be better able to judge uh, the good and the bad in them. I notice that very often in social communications in the internet, it's very often used by conservative groups in the wider church to pump out misinformation, lies, and things that are people that are absolutely untrue. These groups very often want to put the church into reverse. They want to go back to what they believe is a golden age of the 1950s, a golden age that never, ever existed. And they feel free to say things on their websites and their Facebook pages which are absolutely untrue. They have an agenda which is not of the spirit, which is only of themselves. They have a creed very often that mixes with very reactionary forces in society and very conservative forces. They will often want to make the church a church of the 1950s and maybe also a church of the 19th century. The worrying thing very often is that they catch people who very often can be manipulated, who think because they see something in print or they see it on the screen, then it must be true. These groups want to make the church a place for the few, for the good, for the elect. The church was never, ever meant to be this. And history tells us that in every age, the church has resisted becoming this. Sensible voices, wise hearts, uh, sensible heads have always led us away from that. The church is meant to be a wide roof, a wide place, doors wide open for everyone and everyone is meant to be welcome, not the few. The internet and social communications have become a tool very often in people like this, their hands. Misinformation, half-truths abound, cruel and harsh judgments are very often made. And just as there should be caution in using the internet, so there should be extreme caution in listening to their message. St. Matthew, in the Gospel that we've listened to today at Mass, has similar problems with the early Christian community as well. Very often, as we probably hear in St. Matthew's Gospel, there are people who want to put the Christians into reverse, to impose the law, the customs, and the traditions on the Gentile Christians. There is every evidence from Matthew's Gospel that there uh, is a kind of sense in which that discourse itself turned very nasty indeed. People were turned out of the synagogue. Families were divided. People were forbidden to speak to one another. They didn't eat uh, with each other. They didn't even look at each other. And very often, people were put in a prison as a consequence. That sense of conflict itself runs throughout the gospel itself. It's interesting then from what we hear in today's gospel what Matthew has to say about all this. Rise above it. Be the light of the world 
and be the salt of the earth. And very often what we find in Matthew's gospel is he repeats this message over and over again. When people want to slap you in one cheek, offer your other cheek. When people are looking for a tunic, give them your cloak. When people want to walk one mile with you, walk an extra mile. When people want to borrow from you, give without charge. Be light of the world, be salt of the earth, be more generous, more forgiving, more loving, more caring, more compassionate, more merciful, and need more of everything. Be a light to the world, be salt to the earth. What we know is that we live in different times from the past, of course, and the clock itself can never, ever be turned back. This is a new age itself, with all the possibilities and with all the dangers that come with it, but infinite possibilities of good as well. But the message itself from all of us must remain the same. Just as Matthew says, be light of the world, be salt to the earth. And very often you have to pick your way nimbly through the world with all its difficulties, and maybe even in the internet and social communications, to nimbly pick your way through the thorns and brambles that are there in order to be, even in that place, a light to the world and salt to the earth. (coughs) I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For as men for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Isaiah reminds us today, share your bread with the hungry, clothe those who are naked, shelter the homeless, and let your light shine out. We pray that our light might shine out in the world of today. For lands suffering from extremes of weather, especially Australia, and for the many people whose lives, towns, and homes are in danger. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For the children of the parish who will be confirmed that they may live a life led by the Spirit, who will help them to put into practice the words and commands of Jesus. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For men and women who are forced by financial necessity to work away from home, that their sacrifices may benefit the family 
that they work for. <coughs> Lord, hear us. Lord, hear us. For people travelling, that they may be safe and protected from all harm. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear us. That the virus spreading through the world may be contained and that those suffering from it may be well again. Lord, hear us. For the internet, that it may always be used for the good and that it may bring knowledge and understanding between those who use it. Lord, hear us. For all who have died, Margaret Burns and John O'Hagan, and all that we are asked to remember. Lord, hear us. Heavenly Father, once again relying on your spirit, on your power and your wisdom, we make all our prayers and we ask you to guide us in our way. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Please join in hymn number 133, A New Commandment.
pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. O Lord, who once established these crazy things to sustain us in our frailty, grant, we pray, that they may become for us now the sacrament of eternal life, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. (coughs) It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for in you we live and move and have our being, and while in this body we not only experience the daily effects of your care, but even now possess the pledge of life eternal. For having received the first fruits of the Spirit, through whom you raised up Jesus from the dead, we hope for an everlasting share in the Paschal mystery. And so with the angels we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim. gifts we pray by sending down your spirit upon them with the dewfall so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray, 
that sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, our spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace. Happy are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only to the work of my soul shall be done.
Join in hymn number 447, Living Lord.
Let us pray. O God, who have willed that we be sharers in this one bread and one chalice, grant we pray so to live that made one in Christ we may joyfully bear fruit for the salvation of all the world. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Please join in our final hymn, number 453, Shine, Jesus, Shine. Oh